A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Wisconsin bankers have their voice heard in Washington, D.C., thanks to the American Bankers Association. They represent 83% of all banks nationwide and have agricultural loans in their portfolio. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. Ed Elfman, Senior Vice President of Agricultural and Rural Banking Policy for ABA, explains what lending issues are being brought to his attention and how he is supporting Wisconsin bankers and farmers with the upcoming farm bill. I think the biggest thing in the lending space right now is where the ag economy is. It always is, right? Um, What commodity prices look like, what that means for farmers. One thing that's interesting for us right now is it's been a good crop year from everything we're hearing. So from a lending perspective, things are looking pretty good coming into the next year. One thing we're looking at, though, is this rising interest rate environment and what that means for farmers and ranchers. So from a legislative standpoint, we have a bill called the ACRE Act, which is the Access to Credit for Our Rural Economy Act. It has 46 co-sponsors in the House. It's just starting the process in the Senate, but it is bipartisan and bicameral, which is really good for us. In essence, with lower interest rates by removing the taxation on farm real estate and rural housing and aquaculture, so we get a nice trifecta there in agriculture. Um, but with lower interest rates, we estimate up 50 to 150 basis points, which is the biggest thing our banks are talking about right now, where interest rates are, how they matter, um, how it's affecting their customers. So we came up and have been working on legislation that helps that issue. How have the conversations that you've been having over the years changed when it is those priorities that are coming up? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is the cost of ag continues to increase every single year. I was joking with somebody earlier, I don't think it's gone down in a long time. So when you look at the cost of ag increasing and older farm population, I guess the big things that have changed for us is how do we support our customers going forward and how do we deal with this large ag transition that's going to happen in the next few years. Every single year the age of farmers increases by more than a year. So, which tells you that we're accelerating into that next generation faster than we think we are. Now, kind of honing into Wisconsin specifically, how do we compare to other states in terms of those agricultural loans, rural credit, lending, things like that that you're seeing? You're very similar to a lot of the upper Midwest. Um, I'm a Minnesotan, so don't hold it against me for folks from Wisconsin. But we're seeing a lot of similarities across the board as far as where commodity prices, what that matter, how that matters to them. The big difference in Wisconsin is the dairy side, right? And not just prices in dairy, but again, the next generation, what that looks like. If we have consolidation, what does that look like? Um, if you grow your operation and there's nowhere to send your milk, that's a real problem for us on the lending side because if we extended the loans and then find out there's no market, that's a problem. So that is one unique aspect that we see in Wisconsin maybe compared to some other states. What trends are you seeing in D.C. when it comes to some of those that we talked about, whether it's net farm income, the payments, farm size, of course the Inflation Reduction Act is key. So take me through some of the things that you are seeing or hearing in D.C. So obviously getting a farm bill going is a big deal, and I know we'll talk about that a little bit. It's In our world, again, we're looking at where the economy is, what it looks like, where it's going. On net farm income, it's starting to dip a little bit. It, ha- it was rising for a long, long time. So does that mean there's a margin squeeze coming at some point? Does that mean that from a banking perspective, we might have to reevaluate how we make loans? Um, 
again, it all ties together. I mean, D.C. reflects what's happening in the economy and vice versa. We're going to have to see how this all ties into a farm bill and what that what changes might come about. We did the one-year extension, just change the date, right? But if we do something longer term, does that mean there's going to be changes in the actual titles across the board? Does it need to re- reflect what's going on in agriculture a little bit differently? Yet to be determined, uh, but that's kind of where I see things going from a D.C. standpoint right now. And now kind of maybe diving a little bit more into that farm bill, what are some of the priorities that you guys are working on? So the farm bill generally has 12 titles. We'll see how many titles it has this next time around, but usually it has 12 titles. We care about six of those titles. So we care about half the farm bill, and it's not always directly affecting our bankers, but it's things that affect our customers that then affect us. But on a priority standpoint, the credit title is our is where we spend the most time. We want to increase the FSA farm ownership and farm operating loan programs. They're currently a lot smaller than we'd like them to be. They're about $2 million. We want to increase them to 3.5 on ownership and $3 million on operating. Why? And it'll lead into the second thing we care about, ag costs more. It's harder to, to get operations up and running. Iowa and Missouri are having contests for who can spend the most on land right now. And we're trying to set up our credit to make sure that we can help those beginning farmers especially get into ag. Which brings me to my second priority, which is beginning farmers. We have a lot of issues in the structure around beginning farmer loans and how they're set up. The farm was put in a trust 20 years ago. Now there's 20 people involved in the trust. You go and try to get a beginning farmer loan, and you can't because you have to lend against the trust, and you have to ask everybody if you're okay. That's a barrier to entry, and we want to remove barriers to entry and make it easier for beginning farmers to get into ag, not harder. So when you start to look at those things, increasing the loan limits, removing some barriers to entry. We're trying to help this next generation transition in. So those are two of our top priorities. Outside of that, rural development. I'm from a town of 1500 with a dead main street. I know what that looks like. Um, We got to bring young people back into rural America and the rural development programs are a really good way to do that. So we want to make sure they're easy to use. Just even reducing paperwork, creating more efficiency, which leads into our, another priority of ours is technology at USDA. Right now, it's very cumbersome at times. It can take a year to get a loan approved. And bless their heart, it's not the, it's not the staffers. It's the technology they're dealing with. It doesn't talk with our systems. It doesn't, it's not as good as it should be, is frankly where I'm going. But we need to make sure that Congress helps make sure that that technology exists so USDA can be successful. And as, let's say, I am a new farmer or just in general, what are things, me as a farmer, I need to know when I am coming in to talk to my bank? Document, document, document. Um, show up with documentation. So what's your business plan? How does it cash flow? What is? What do you project five years from now, your operation looking like? Um, have everything lined up, prior income statements, all those types of things. And then don't get frustrated as a beginning farmer when you go in. I think a lot of times we have folks come in and they talk to a banker and the banker says, I need more documentation. And the farmer will get frustrated and say, well, that's ridiculous, this or that. We're not making it up for ourselves. It's regulatory, right? We have to make sure we follow our rules and regs. So we need those documents and other things to prove that you're going to be able to obtain that credit and run with it. Um, So at the end of the day, my advice to beginning farmers, don't get frustrated, but have way more documentation than you think you need. And you guys recently had the National Agricultural Bankers Conference. Can you tell me a little bit about that, some of the key takeaways or feedback that you heard while you were there? 
So I had the opportunity to be on stage with Chairman Glenn Thompson of the House Agriculture Committee, which was an absolute honor for me to be able to talk to him about Farm Bill and what's going on. I, I kind of laugh. He talked, we're going to do a one-year extension, and then lo and behold, a week later, we do a one-year extension. So, I mean, he hit it right, right out of the park. The big feedback we were getting is everything's changing, right? Um, I mentioned earlier technology and why we care about that. But we're, we're seeing a lot of things in the ag community start to transition and start to change and add all these new things to it. So from a conference standpoint, we want to make sure we hit on technology, the future of agriculture, where it's going. Um, we're concerned about things like what climate groups want to do in ag and how it's going to affect our customers. We want to make sure that there's a good safety net behind those farmers when they're trying to do their everything they're doing in their operations. So for us, a lot of takeaways, I mean, every year we talk about the economy, every year we talk about where lending is going, what it looks like. But really, we're in a transition period right now in agriculture, and our conference really reflected that. That was Ed Elfman, Senior Vice President of Agricultural and Rural Banking Policy for the American Bankers Association. With the perpetual rise in agricultural costs and an aging farming population, he says their focus has moved towards supporting customers through this transition. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.